Well, hello there. My name is Jan Burt, and this is my podcast, The Burt Not Ernie Show, where we talk about God's promises and the hope those promises bring to our everyday lives. Whenever I meet somebody new, I introduce myself as Jan Burt and say, like Burt and Ernie, since it's easy to confuse my last name with a different one. And almost always, people smile when they think of Burt and Ernie. That got me thinking. I'm a Burt, and I'm not an Ernie. But how often do we live as if we're someone God never meant for us to be? Part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Hence the name, The Burt Not Ernie Show. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig into God's promises. Well, hey there. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Burt Not Ernie Show podcast. We are on episode number 31, which um, it's just weird. That kind of seems like a lot and not very many at the same time. So like a lot and a little both, I guess, all mixed together. Episode 31. We're going to be in the Psalms today, Psalm 18, verses 2 and 3. And um, I just want to thank you for being here. And if you're a new listener or if this just um, when a new episode airs, you just automatically get a notification and you're listening out of habit or whatever. I just want to tell you, it's not a mistake that you're here. The whole point of this podcast is to get the promises of God into the people of God. So God has a word for you today. It's just for you. It's not for your past because that's over and it's not for the present. He'll be there waiting for you in the present and he'll have good promises for you then, but we're not there yet. Right now we are in today. So this is for you today. So I'm going to read a couple of verses from Psalm 18, verses 2 and 3. And as always, I'll put those in the show notes. But I want to, I want you to listen. If you're, if you're stretching, lacing up your shoes, getting ready for a run, tidying your desk, getting things laid out, opening your inbox before you start your work day, wherever you may find yourself listening to this, just kind of come back in for a second. Just yoo-hoo, come back in for a second as I read today's verses, I want to challenge you right from the get-go. Like you've got homework right now, right off the bat. You just listen. And then in your heart, say these words back to the Lord as kind of your declaration for today, because they're true. They're true. God's word is the truest thing that we've got. Um, It is literally our life, our lifeblood, right? I mean, it's how we can know who God is. It's how we obtain, um, higher level of sanctification. Uh, That sounded wrong. I'm not into weird self-obtaining higher level stuff. I mean, it's how we, we're going to become more like Jesus when we know who Jesus is and when we yield more and more to his Holy Spirit. And so we do that by being in the word of God is what I mean by higher level. I'm, there is 0% chance I'm into any uh, of that kind of stuff. I consider it all uh, malarkey, Um, and some of it is very occultish. So yeah, I'm not into anything that that might've sounded like. I just want to encourage you to grab hold of this, this passage. And as I read it, you in your heart, say it back to the Lord. Let's just acknowledge him for who he is. Let's glorify him today. Psalm 18 verses two and three. The Lord is my rock and my fortress, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold, I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, and I am saved from my enemies. Okay, love this tremendously. I hope you were saying that in your heart to the Lord. Lord, you are my rock and my fortress. Thank you, Jesus. You're my shield. You're the horn of my salvation. You are my stronghold. I call upon you, Lord, because you're worthy. You're worthy to be praised. And 
right then. That's how I get saved from my enemies. I am saved from my enemies. This does not say I will be somewhere down the road saved from my enemies. It says I am, okay? The Lord is right now our rock and our fortress. And right now, as I call upon him, right now I am saved from my enemies. I know sometimes um, it can be a little bit like hard for me to share things that are that bold and brazen because I I know I've walked with the Lord long enough and I've walked with his people long enough to know that there are times that people can really believe God for something and they think it's for right now and it doesn't come to pass. And so it can seem really out there and risky for me to say right now you will be saved from your enemies. But this is what God's word says. And so I have to keep coming back to that place of erring erring in belief. You know, if I'm going to err, I'm going to err for believing too big from God. And we all know that that's actually not possible. I cannot outbelieve my God. I cannot outbelieve him for things. So I'm going to keep going back to erring on the side of big belief, big favor, big grace, a big, big, big hope. That's just who I am. I have to stay right there in that place because I if I'm if I do anything else, I'm very fake. And now one of the things that the Lord told me is on this podcast not to be fake, but to be very, very real. So the real me is someone who believes no matter what has happened yesterday, today, I believe that I'm saved from my enemies when I call upon the Lord. And so that's I hope I hope you can today believe again if you need to. Believe with me. And if you can't, I'm believing for you and I'm praying for you to be able to grab hold of this belief. And you will be able to. In Jesus' name, you sure will. Okay, refuge for the weary. Refuge for the weary. A rock for those who are unsteady, just like sinking, sinking. Have you ever felt that way? You're so unsteady. The Lord is your rock to stand on in a newfound, profound kind of steadiness. It's unlike anything else that this world or any little pagan false gods or any of our idols or any of our control mechanisms or our manipulation, uh, even our greatest successes and blessings, whatever um, appointment or office you might obtain in this life, there's nothing like this profound steadiness that God offers. It's a clear place for the confused Does that sound pretty good right now? A clear place for the confused. When you are confused, when I'm, okay, when I'm confused, I'll speak for me. When I'm confused, I very much want a place to clear my thoughts. I need a clear place in front of me when I'm confused. And this is a season of a lot of confusion for a lot of people. So yeah, a clear place for the confused. That's pretty great. I love it. Safe haven. What comes to mind? when you think of a safe haven. I know it comes to mind for me, but I'm not going to say it because I want you to think of what comes to mind for you. The Lord is your safe haven. Safe haven. Look up the word haven in a dictionary, dictionary dictionary.com. Ask Siri whatever you need to do. I think that could be a good exercise for you to do maybe on your lunch break today. Safe haven. Always dependable. Always dependable. Not sometimes dependable, which is sort of how we we flip that. We reframe that in our mind. The Lord is always dependable. Amen. You better believe he is. Even even, even we're saying he is. Yes, he is. Amen, he is. And then in our mind, we're reframing it to like, mm, maybe not always. Not true. That's, that's the evil one at work. He is always dependable. So here, here we are. It is the warm summer of 2020. I live in Kansas. The heat 
has gotten here. I'll tell you what, I think it was something like a heat index index of 110 yesterday. It's always funny when um, I travel somewhere, usually it's to, oh, I don't know, like Cleveland um, for something for uh, heart appointments. And one time I was up there, we, my husband and I were there in February and it was, it was chilly, but it wasn't terrible. I mean, we were outside with without a jacket or a coat so it really wasn't that cold and um one of my medical team said you should come in the when it's warmer when it's warmer because we know you don't get cold winters in kansas and i was like oh uh yeah we do oh i thought you got hot summers yeah we do oh so it's always funny to me when people think that we either um, don't know what cold winters are or that we um I don't know. It's just interesting to me. So anyway, right now it's summer and it is hot. It is hot. So these words from the 18th Psalm, listen, right here in the middle of this warm summer of 2020, these are a word for me and they're probably a word for you too. This episode here, if it's just for me, honestly, thank you, Jesus. I'm okay with that. I don't think it probably is, but I'm good with that possibility because sometimes, look, it's a hot summer. Sometimes cool water in the middle of a hot desert is exactly what we need. It's just the best thing. These words are that. That's what these are. They are comfort and they are refreshment and they are life-giving words from the Lord to us. And they're, and they're framed in a way that it's us speaking to the Lord out of a place of belief, which is really cool. Isn't it amazing how God invites us in and is so personal with us and lets us be part of the process and the story? It's amazing. Other religions do not have those kinds of options. So um, don't take that for granted. It's pretty cool. Jesus is my rock. He's the most stable thing in my life and really the only stable thing in my life. I mean, any other thing can change. You know what I mean? Like everything else can change. So I'm not saying by any means that people are not dependable or stable. No, I'm really not saying that. I have a wonderful infrastructure around me of people who are tremendously dependable, reliable, stable. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you can have the most wonderful marriage and the most stable marriage. And, you know, I could have a massive heart attack and be gone tonight and, Yes, I was dependable and stable, but then gone, whereas Jesus will never be gone. I hope that that's clear what I'm saying there. I'm not dissing anybody. I'm just saying that he is the only thing that is stable. He will not change. He's the only actual stability that I have and that you have. And for those people who don't have Jesus, uh, man, you know what? Man, life is rough. Life is rough. I remember living that way, instability and unstable. They're just two words that kind of make me feel icky, like cringe on the inside and just think ick, instability and unstable. Before Jesus stepped in and saved me, like just rescued me, frankly, from, he rescued me from Satan, absolutely. But he also rescued me from myself, from my own awful bad self. Get on with your bad self. My own bad self needed to get on out of here. I lived in that place of ick and internal just cringing. I do not, I do not miss it. I do not miss it. I do not wish that kind of a life, the life I was living on anybody, no way, no how. Jesus is my rock. I hope he is also your rock. He is the only thing that I can safely stand on day by day. You ever feel like, um, you know, Elijah, a little bit like Elijah when he was under the broom brush, bush and man, he was just weary. He was just weary, afraid, unsure um, probably really unsure of about anything that was going to happen next. Yeah, I've lived that way. So when I stand on Jesus as my rock, that is the only antidote that I found to living that way. And I'm 
going to be 50 years old in a couple of years. So trust me, if there was another way, and I am, I am studious. I read more than you can even imagine. I just, um, it's just ridiculous. My kids always say I could win on a, on a game show of random ridiculous facts. And I probably could, those shows don't really exist, but I probably could because I'm, I'm studious. So if there was another way, um, I would know about it. There is no other antidote. Jesus is the antidote for living a jacked up, messed up life. Jesus, be my fortress. Protect me today and tomorrow and every second until I step into eternity. Be my fortress in every way that I need you to be my fortress. I want you to make that your prayer today if you don't mind. Like if you're brave enough to do that. Lord, I need protection and I need shelter and I need guidance and I need favor and I need blessing and I need power and I need equipping and I need peace. Be my fortress, Lord. Be my fortress. Fortress is a word that has a lot of connotations for us as believers. Ask the Lord to be for you your fortress in the coming days. Like make this your daily prayer for a week or 10 days or something, or maybe all the way through the month of July. Every day, just pray, Lord, be my fortress no matter what comes. And hey, newsflash, we don't know what's coming. I mean, we don't know what's coming. We have no idea. I don't know what part of the country or world you live in. Um, I know I have people who listen from France. So hey, hello there. Awesome. I love France. I really do. So um, anyway, wherever you're at in the world, you just don't know what's coming. We have no idea what's around the corner, but God can see around every corner. And so ask him to be your fortress, maybe for all of the month of July. Jesus be my fortress. That's like, that's a really great prayer. That is a great prayer. And we can ask that for ourselves, but when you don't know what to pray for somebody else, maybe somebody is just heavy on your heart. Maybe you don't even know why. Maybe the Lord just dropped him on your heart. You can pray that for them. Jesus be their fortress. You can intercede for them by asking God to be that for them. Who knows? Who in the world even knows? God knows, but who in the world even knows what somebody else might be protected from? What massive blessing they might receive if you were to pray this over them. So pick somebody or somebody that the Lord's already laid on your heart or just pick somebody. Pray this every day for like 30 days. Start today. Go through the end of July uh, and just watch from the outside looking in and see how God blesses them. Maybe don't even tell them you're praying for them. Just watch and see what God does. Won't he do it? I mean, I love that phrase. Won't he do it? It's almost like you're saying, how big can you go, God? And he says, yeah, well, I can go big. You better believe that. Um, so try it and see. It's really a great thing to do for somebody else. And I mean, would you dislike it terribly if somebody were praying that for you for a solid month? And didn't Jesus say to do unto others as we would have them to do to us? So, you know, if you'd like somebody to pray that way for you, pray that way for them and pray it for yourself. Jesus be my fortress. Okay. Oh, wow. I'm feeling really long-winded today. So I have been, um, I've been reading about how to write, like how to write books and a couple of different books on writing. I'm in a writing academy and I've had to come to understand that, oh my goodness, I am wordy. I am super wordy. It's ridiculous. So I have no clue what to do with that. It's like I want to be who the Lord created me to be um, when I write, when I speak. As a podcaster, conference speaker, I'm getting ready to just um, roll out some more conference sessions, speaking sessions, I think, but um, but not be a bad or poor writer. So maybe I need Jesus to be my fortress in this tangible way, like straighten out and make clear this aspect of my life. This is just one tangible way I'm applying this verse to my life. If you can... If you can see me apply this to my life and say, oh my goodness, I got an area where I can take that and apply it to my life, that'd be awesome. That's why I'm sharing this. So 
Yes, I really am one of those people who applies God's word to my life in every way possible. I hope maybe that blesses somebody, like gives you a nod. Yeah, yeah, baby, to keep on applying the Bible's truth to your life. Like and do it all over the place, all over the map of your life. Not everyone feels safe to do that. And it can be hard. Absolutely. I'm telling you what, I get really excited when I find out that somebody else has been convicted by God's word on some particular point that I felt a little bit alone in my conviction of because um, sometimes I feel like I have to blend in a little bit and not be out there. There are some things that I'm like, this right here is what the word of God says. And I know it has convicted me here. And so I can't do this thing anymore because I've been convicted in this area. And it's, I'm not talking about sin. I'm not talking about things that we would deem bad. It's just like, woo, my allegiance is to the Lord first and foremost, really only to him. And um, it's a blessing when I find, oh, the Lord convicted other people in that vein too, which if it's solid from the word of God, Holy Spirit conviction, of course there are other people that he's convicted. But sometimes I want to kind of just blend in and hide and we don't have to be all out there with everything. You know, we don't want to be running around hitting people over the upside the head with the Bible about what God convicted me of and why haven't you grown up in this area? Let the Holy Spirit be the Holy Spirit. He's perfect at it. I am not named Holy Spirit Jr., right? It's not my name. Step off that, Jan. It's not who you are. But um, I do apply it to my life all over the place. And I am telling you that it's hard so that you know you're not the only one that sometimes is like, oh, this is tough. This is a difficult teaching, Jesus. Okay, yikes. There's a lot. There's a lot that comes up as problematic in my life the more I expose all of my life to God's word. But that's it's the right thing to do. So if you're in the same kind of camp, keep on using the word of God as your life compass, your life guide, your standard, and your truth. And if you haven't fully been doing that yet, let me just encourage you to start right now today. God will bless that. That's 100% for sure. He will bless it. So here's another thing that this verse, these verses tell me. To sh- I can say, shield me, please, Lord. Do not let me down. And man, he won't. Lord, when, I, when it seems like I'm sinking, when I feel like I'm going downhill fast, please, please do not allow me to drown. Don't let me go under. Don't let this, this race track feeling of life, this downhill race go too fast that I get out of control. I might pray these verses in this manner when I'm really tired. Anybody else need to pray for themselves in a unique way when they're really tired? I do. Yeah. Um, Because the reality is I make more mistakes and I'm more susceptible to um, my emotions when I'm tired. And sometimes I just have to pray to be shielded when I'm tired. Just put a guard around me in a whole new way, Lord, because I'm tired. And I, it's one thing to make a fool out of myself. I do not want to make a fool out of my representation of the Lord. I don't want to do that. So shield me when I'm tired. We can ask God to shield us from attacks. We know that living in this world entails just getting hit. We just get hit by enemy fire like all the time, right? I mean, we know we can't live these sterilized, perfect lives where nothing bad ever gets to us. Nothing comes into our world that is even like so bad as a splinter. We know that's not reality, but we can ask the Lord for his protection and his shielding. And if we don't ask, look, whatever I don't ask for, I 100% of the time I'm not going to get. If we don't ask, we for sure know that we're not going to get that blessing. So we can ask and we should ask. Our God loves us and wants us to ask. He is our Abba Father. So ask. Okay, so 
here is some real raw stuff now, like super raw. You ever just want to like, have you ever wanted to just like hide out and just not be a voice anymore in your circle of influence, whether that's at work, church, small group, um, online, maybe you have a ton of Instagram followers, whatever it might be, right? Uh, Do you ever just like not really, do you just decide to totally... I'm not going to totally go all in with you, Jesus, right now. I'm not going to do that thing you called me to do, or I'm going to do it half-heartedly, not totally. What about stepping back from doing that thing? You start doing that thing that the Lord's called you to do, and then you step back from it because maybe you got nailed publicly on a social media platform, you know, and ouch, ouch. What if that came from family or friends? What if it came from the people in your small group? Ow. And so you just kind of step back a little bit. Where do we go and what do we do when we want to run and quit? What then? Okay, here's how I kind of talk to myself. Jan, the Lord is your fortress. He is your rock and he is your shield and he is the horn of your salvation. Jesus is your stronghold, Jan. You are safe and secure in him. When you mess up, when you misspeak, which for me is usually out of frustration or fear or fatigue, When you mess up and and misspeak, he can soothe you. He can fix you, Jan. He can clean you up, set you back on your feet, forgive you, put you back on the path that he called you to. Jan, don't forget these things. And then I need to pray for anyone who, A, has been hammering me because the Lord loves them. And only he really knows all the reasons why they've been hammering on me anyway. So I have to let him be God over the situation and pray a blessing over them. And B, Pray for God to bless and heal and mend anybody who's been hurt by my own words that are often just too brash, frankly. So I pray like this. I don't have to pray like this all the time, but when I bump up against that thing where I'm like, it's hard getting hammered. It's hard. I'm trying to follow your lead, Lord. And man, this is brutal. Sometimes I just have to step back and pray God's word in this manner. And here's one big prayer for you to try out. Okay. Y'all ain't even ready for this now. Okay, you can pray and you can ask God to be strong for you. Okay, all right. I'm not talking about prayer for you to be strong for others. Okay, let's just hear that again. You can ask God to be strong for you. It's not the same thing as asking God to be, to make you strong for others, right? Because especially like, think about this. If you're a mom, you this this is just going to hit home, right? You get this. You know how to pray that. God, give me the strength to depend on the Lord, to give you the strength to be strong for your children. It's like just a mom thing. And um, that's great, but I'm saying it's a big time prayer for us to ask God to be strong just for us, just for me. If you hear my dog snoring, I'm sorry. He is really racked out right underneath my desk. Just for me. You can pray and ask God to be strong for you. I'm almost like daring you to try it out. Like Billy the Kid, I'm daring you, Billy. Just try it out. Pray and ask God to be strong for you. You might need to pray for God to set your enemy's feet away from you. Lord, just turn their feet away from me, that they're not focused and fixated on me, that they aren't even thinking of me, that they're walking a life path that leads them a bit away from me right now. Just point their feet in a different direction. And uh, Lord, give me favor. Give me protection. Turn them aside from their hot pursuit of me. It's okay to pray that. See, when I pray that, I'm not praying any any cursing or anything evil over people. And I'm not um, venting. I'm not letting my anger come out. I'm just saying, Lord, can you just turn their feet aside from me? Can you just point their feet in a different direction? Can you give me some favor and protection? Just turn them aside from their pursuit of me. It's okay to pray that. 
uh, you're not a bad person if you have to pray like that sometimes. We all have really hard relationships in this life. And sometimes we have people who are kind of after us, and it's just because of our love for Jesus. It's okay to say that. It gets the truth. It's Jesus was treated so horribly, and he told us, no servant's greater than his master. If they treated him that way, we can't expect to be treated differently. So if Jesus is your stronghold, don't budge from his side. Don't move, not one inch. And since he has promised to be your stronghold, then you can pray this, and you can know that he'll answer. You are in his will by asking him to be your stronghold. You are in his will when you ask him to keep you right near him. You are 100% in the will of the Lord. That's us depending on him to keep his promise. That's us depending on Jesus to keep his promises. And hello, isn't, isn't that where the power comes from anyway? It's not my job to make sure that God's promises prove true. It's just my job to believe that God's going to keep all his promises. Okay, when we live our lives calling just on his name, the name of Jesus, and we don't call on any other name, uh, well, isn't that a place where we're ready to be like whopper blessed? No room for false gods, no puny, no wimpy idols. The Lord is the only one worthy of the glory and the praise and all honor and all power, all majesty. He's the only one worthy of it. He deserves it all. We know the one we're calling out to. We know who he is, and we trust the one we're calling out to. And now, the grand finale, the end result of this passage, like do a drum roll here. The promise here is that after all these things, I will be saved. Saved from my enemies. I love that. Good grief. Is that a promise or what? Hello, hello. Anybody need some saving from some enemies? Jesus is our always dependable Savior. Period. Always, period, dependable, period, our Savior, period. We have no other Savior. Yes, we can put a period after each one of those words. It's who our God is. This is big time with a capital B and a capital T. He's our safe haven. He is our place of sure footing, no matter how unstable things may be. Our refuge when we're weary Even if we're weary, like every half an hour, when we're frightened, he is the one. When we're weary, he is the one. Folks, Jesus is all we've got. He's all we need. And in case you haven't thought of this in a while, um, I just got to tell you, Jesus is coming again, and he's coming soon. He's coming soon. He's coming soon. So be ready for him. Grab hold of him. Hang on to him. Stick close to him for dear life because he is our life. And keep making his name famous, right? Just keep living for him. Lord Jesus, keep your promise to us today. And we know that you will. Bless us here and right now because today is all we've got. Be near to us. Keep us close and help us to draw others closer to you. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we ask that. All right. Thank you so much, guys, for being here. Next time is episode number 32. We're going to be looking at something from the New Testament book of Acts. Super exciting, amazing book of the Bible. If you haven't read it in a while, dive right in and read it. It's awesome. And uh, if you think of it, pray for me as I kind of make some decisions about this conference speaking opportunity I have. I'm just praying through it. If I can point somebody to Jesus, even one person, then I'll do it. If it doesn't look like this is the format for me to do that, I probably won't. But I would appreciate the prayers very much. Thank you guys so much. I will see you back here next time, next Friday, the next episode, 32 will launch. And um, man, 
I hope you have a wonderful 4th of July because this episode goes live right before the 4th. Celebrate safely, but celebrate well. Enjoy your family and your friends and thank God for the freedom that you have. It's a gift from him. We don't want to take that for granted. Okay, take care. See you next time. Bye-bye. I'm so glad you joined me for this episode of the Burt Not Ernie Show. It's an honor and a blessing to talk about God's promises with you. Have a fabulous day. And remember, part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Lord bless. I'll see you next time.